welcome to Monday Morning Coffee with Inside the Firm. Each week, our hosts will be interviewing local, regional, and national business leaders to give you an inside peek into how they lead their business to success in the ever-competitive business climate. Welcome to Monday Morning Coffee's Inside the Firm. Today, we have a very special guest, Ronald Reich is a passionate leadership and management development subject matter expert and coach with 28 years of experience in diversified industries as an expert facilitator. Ron believes in involving participants in their learning, leading to higher engagement and quality results. Ron is also a voracious reader. He stays current with the latest research and philosophies, which he loves sharing with his clients and hopefully this audience. Ronald, welcome to the show. Thank you, Stan. Good to be on. Stan, I'm sorry. Lance, uh, we just had somebody here. Stan, and I'm sorry, Lance. All good. No worries. Yep. No no problem at all. Uh, well, before we get into what you do, I'm, I'm curious. I'd like to peel back the ending with everybody a little bit. Take us all the way back to 28 years ago. Um, where did you get, why did you get into this? Are you from a family of entrepreneurs? Where does that passion come from? Interesting story. I started my career in human resources all those years ago, and I enjoyed it. I wasn't passionate about it. It didn't feel like a calling. It was fun. And anyway, long story short, we, uh, I was working for a bank. The banking industry at the time was so volatile. Ended up starting a HR consulting firm with some friends. We had it for about five, six years. And for a number of different reasons, decided to shut the doors. And at the time, I am going through a very uncomfortable, very nasty divorce. I had nowhere to turn except to go back with my mom and dad. Mm. So I'm living with them. I got a telephone call, Lance, out of nowhere. I'm in New Jersey. This guy is in Dallas, a recruiter who says, I've got a position with Toshiba that is the exact opposite of what you are. They were looking for somebody with strong training, some HR. You have a lot of HR, some training. I'll get you in front of them. Your job is to get them to flip the competencies. That happened. And I got into deeply into training and development, and I have not looked back since. Very interesting. And yeah. It's, it's just, it's so much fun for me. And I say very proudly, I'm good at it. I'm really good at it. I have a lot of fun with it. And I mean, like I said, it's just, I can't imagine doing anything else. Yeah, that's awesome. A lot of people hate what they, what they do. So I'm, I'm glad you found your, your niche and, and you're, uh, you're good at what you do and all of that. And that's the primary reason why you're on the show. What are the biggest challenges that you think business leaders face in today's environment? You know, it's, it's interesting because it's been coming up for me more and more I'm going to say in the past eight, eight months, year, whatever it may be. And I think one of the biggest challenges business owners have is that they don't know what they don't know. And, and what I mean by that simply, I've been talking to people, a, a couple of clients in particular, who have said, oh, we need management training. Okay, let's talk about it. Talked it through with these people. And at the end of the conversation, sharing with them, okay, yes, you do. You need management training. Before we do that, there are a lot of other things that need to happen first. We need to talk about helping your company develop a formal culture. And then 
the organization needs, you know, you as the senior leaders need some training. At that point in time is when we'll cascade it down into the management level. And I've been finding that more and more where it's like managers need it. They need this. We're fine up here. And it's like, guys, no, you're not. No, no, you're not. And I don't mean that as a shot. And my experience has been too, Lance, that they're not, they, they, these top leaders are not being arrogant. They're not being, oh, you know, we are, you know, God's gift to, you know, whatever industry we're in. They're just unaware of the training that's available to them. And that's so important for them. Uh, let's, if we could drill down on the culture part of that, because I, I do think it's a buzzword that is been very prevalent in maybe the last half a decade, I would say. It seems like, it seems like since the, with the rise of tech and, and, and that sort of culture, you know, where you have the Googles of the world trying yeah. to get people just mostly stay at their desk, right? I mean, I think that was the, the primary reason for it, where they have a cafeteria there. They have like beanbags you can sleep on. They're trying to make it, right. you know, all the boomers made fun of the millennials and Gen Z about like the safe spaces and then the, you know, the beanbags and stuff. But like, if you, if you understand that the primary reason was, we just don't want you to leave. We want you to work, 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 work. So if, if you find people when you're coaching them, leaders, and then you go into a company and you're assessing it and they don't have a company culture, it's very generic and stale. What is, what is the best way for them to start that catalyst and get one going? I mean, Alex and I have done it we did it organically with, with our businesses yes. and it feels right that way, but it's, I don't like, is I would, I'm, I'm really curious about that. I, there's many people that listen to this show that are right on the cusp of either starting a business or they have a business or whatever, but they might not have the culture. Like what, how, what tools do you think they should, could you give them? The way, the way I like to start very simply is have the senior leaders answer these three questions and then we drill down and the, the three questions very simply, what is the culture at this organization? And each, everybody answers it individually. It's mm -hmm. not a group discussion, each person individually, what would you like it to be and how can we get there? And once you have that in place, then you start to see, wow, we have some disconnects about what we think the culture is what we want it to be. You start with some discussions just relative to, I, I like to go down the path of having a discussion about something I call the three R's. Mm. And the three R's simply are uh, results, reputation, and relationships. And I just have people discuss what is the most important R for sustained business success. And what people begin to realize is, wait a minute, wait a minute. So what, no, it's results, it's results. We can't be anywhere without results. It's like, yeah, okay, where are you without relationships? Because if you're not forming and sustaining good relationships, your results are unsustainable. Point being simply, it's from those three R's that people realize we have to take care of the people we have to take care of the systems, the, the processes within, which will lead to the results and reputation in the middle is a byproduct of everything. And, and from that, I need to keep going. We develop values from that. 
once we've done and you you know what what i like to do is come up with a formal either either or here it can be a mission statement or a culture statement and they are pretty similar for me and then the key is it has to get driven home driven home driven home every single day by the senior leaders and 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 equally as important and i'm talking a lot lance and i don't mean to uh, you're the guest. That's the whole point of you being on the show. Please well, talk. <laughs> I, don't to, I don't want to dominate either. Uh, that's the whole point of you being a guest. Please, please dominate. <laughs> the, the other key thing, I keep talking about senior leaders, senior leaders. That's fine. They started, except in addition, we also need to have the managers involved in answering those three questions along with some key individual contributors because if it's just the senior leaders it's theirs and nobody else's like that's yours it's not mine down here on the floor i had no say in this what's the reason i should buy into this so yeah (laughs) but a great answer it's such a great answer what if what if on the first question uh two i feel like it could go two different ways where you you're asking these leaders okay what is your culture Let's say they have none. Okay. What they just, they're like, you know what? That's the whole point of you being here, Ron, is, is yeah. we don't yeah. have, we don't have one. Or they, it's, it, I think the, the answer is the same in, the, in a way. Or they answer, yes, this is, here's our culture. And you go, I call bullshit. That's not culture. Yeah. What, yeah. what happens then? Yeah. This, and it's, Lance, this is exactly what happened with a client of mine just Perfect. recently. In fact, I am still, working with them it's a it's a it's a food company Uh family owned they have been around for a long long time and they said you know we this is the client that said we need the management training and i went in there and i was like what's the culture and they just sort of looked at each other and was like we don't know (laughs) it it just sort of is and it it was just mayhem and that and that's Mm. what they said people are doing whatever they want whenever they want there are no guidelines there there's just nothing here and that's where you you've got to start to get into again the the three r's discussion and talking about it equally as important for me at least again are the values that come out of that because and 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 again it's so individual lance the values that, that this company has developed and that any company develops, they have to define them for themselves. This is not a Wikipedia. Oh, this is what we mean by, and you know, for, for, you know this, this company, kindness, integrity, and uh, respect are their three values. They defined those for themselves. And now, the entire organization has to live it. And it's exactly the, you know, the, the words you used before too, where it is, Hey, you know what? In, in any level of the organization, I'm calling BS right here. Yeah. You're not respecting me or, you know, wh- whatever it might be. And I give the, I give the people in this organization so much credit and I have so much respect for them because this is not a one and done thing. You know, it's not a magic bullet. Oh, let's bring somebody in and we'll develop a culture. Okay, great. Thank you. Bye. And I said, no, 
this is an ongoing process and it needs to be. And I mean, one, one of the other questions I like to ask too is, hey, what do you want the legacy to be of this organization? Not necessarily your legacy of the organization itself. And that tends to get people's attention. Oh yeah, it certainly got my attention for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, thanks for drilling down on that. I mean, I'm always just curious because like I, I, and I don't mean, I don't, when I, when I say it's a buzzword, I'm not meaning that in a uh, derogatory way. I just, it's a real, I'm just a, I'm a realist. Right. So it's just yes, like, yes. I, Hey, I believe in the, I believe you have to establish some semblance of culture for sure. And sometimes it yeah. comes out organically. Sometimes it's through principles, like you say, or, or systems, um, just a routine can, can help it, can help it come out for sure. Um, and, and I, it's very important. I don't care how small or big the company is. It right. just, you know, it, 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 you got it. You got to make sure you got it. Uh, <clears throat> let's, let's move on to something a little bit different and that's staff, right? So everybody, people who listen to this show, they have a lot, they have, we have staff. We're more mainly service-based. We're not a product-based okay. business. And, and frankly, people that listen are not usually product-based people. So you're, you're, you aren't anything without your staff. You, you, if you're service-based, like your staff is it, that's it. Of course, you guys, we, you produce things with the staff buildings, like we do drawings, mm -hmm. all, all that good stuff. Um, yeah. But if I, if I'm bringing on new staff or, or even I have older staff, doesn't matter. It seems like there are points where people can come disengaged, a little lackadaisical, what tools and sort of revamp, let's say it's an older uh, senior staff member. And they're now suddenly this last six months, maybe they're disengaged. What kind of tools could you help give us and our audience to help them keep them interested? Like, is it a restart? What are we, what are we looking at? Number one, this needs to be an ongoing conversation with people throughout their tenure with the organization. And again, it goes back to three questions that I like, that I like to recommend. It's worked for me when I was running teams. It has worked on me when these questions have, you know, when people have asked me, number one, what are you passionate about within the organization? What do you love about, about working here additionally and probably even more importantly, Lance, what are you passionate about within your job? What do you love about your job? Because that's what we want to focus on. Number two, what frustrates you about our team? Not the organization, not the organization. What frustrates you about the team? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then number three, how, what are the best ways I, as your leader manager, can recognize you. Ask them, just ask them, what's important to you? How can I recognize you? How can I quote unquote, show you respect? And you're going to get so many different answers. And I mean, I, I, I do this activity with, with leaders all the time is just break them into small groups and have them answer these questions. And just very simply, my, my debrief is, what are the reasons we got different answers for these questions? And everybody's like, because we're all different. And I was like, right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, in, interestingly, years ago, uh, I, I've, I've done, I, I, I've done a, a two-day leadership class uh, for a, a, a vendor, a friend of mine. 
And on the morning of day one, we always play a very, very elaborate game. It's a lot of fun. It's elaborate. In order for me to do it effectively, I need an assistant to help me. So I fly out and I do, I've done it in Dallas many, many times. Fly out to Dallas to do the class. The woman who has always helped me is absent. She's sick. So I need to teach someone on the fly to be my assistant. She does a fabulous job, just fabulous. We have finished the game, compiled the results. We're ready to debrief. And I said to her, I said, we're going to bring you up front. We'll give you, I'd like to give you a standing ovation for the job you did. Lance, she looked at me and said, I would be mortified. And I was like, really? She was like, yeah, really. Don't do it. I was like, okay, can we give you a round of applause? That would be fine as long as I can sit here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, the point is simply, I think I'm doing her this wonderful service. And what I'm really doing is embarrassing her. Find out, Ron, find out what's important to people and then give them what they're looking for. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. I love that. I actually wrote down the three things that you mentioned uh, just to recap for audiences, what are you passionate about with your job? What number one, number two, what frustrates you about your, about our team? Number three, what are the best ways I can recognize you? Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to try to, so I wrote those down because I think we do annual reviews. A lot of people do obviously. And and so I feel like those are pertinent questions uh, in an annual review. Um, we asked them in a little bit different way because we're architects. So it was, you know, for example, it was, is there a project that you worked on this last year, you hate it. And then is there a project you haven't worked on that you want to work on that you're passionate about? And that has went a long ways for us. Uh, a, a different thing I would love your advice on or take on is would be, we've experienced this in a different way. And that is, uh, I have staff members who tell me, I think what, they, what I want to hear as it pertains to time, right? And so I'll give them a task and I'll say, okay, how long do you think that's going to take you? And they will severely underestimate it. And okay. so uh, <clears throat> what are some options? So, I, it, it, you know, the question that I had written down here is sort of similar, but it's not, right? Because I don't think they're lying. I don't think they're lying. I just think right. they are trying their best and they want to get things done. And maybe they're just not good at time management. So if, if, I, have, if I have employees that underestimate like that, and how, how do I get them to feel more confident, I guess? about telling me the truth about what it might take to get things done. I'm, I'm going to go back, Lance, to the three R's. And for me, it goes back to the relationships and the relationship that you have with people and just letting them know from the get-go. And and if, and if it needs to start right now with, with people who are already there, it's like, hey, listen, please, you need to be honest with me. I'm mm -hmm. going to be honest with you. You need to be honest with me. The only way we can have sustained business success is if we are honest with each other. Yeah. And, you know, and again, I'm not going to be angry with you. I'm not going to be upset with you. Just tell me if I have a different perspective, we'll talk it through. And I mean, and it's, it's that simple. You know, and, and again, I deny to no one that at times, same thing, Lance, where I would tell my boss what he or she, what I thought he or she wanted to hear. 
And after a while, I realized it's like, this isn't doing anybody any good, you know, because either I'm going to miss the deadline or I'm going to be working so hard that the product I produce will probably not be my best work, you know, whatever it might be. And, and again, it's just with the relationship, let's be honest with each other. How can we do this? Mm-hmm. One, one, one thing, too, that actually is occurring to me, and this is, this is a recommendation that I, that I make, and a lot of people have reacted very, very strongly to this, and it's worked extremely well for me. Either party can do this, okay? Let's, let's, let's just assume uh, you're, you're my boss, okay? Ron, how long do you think this is going to take you? It, it'll take you to develop the initial drawings, for you know, for the for the new development, you know, yep. whatever it might be, yep. uh, six months. Okay, you know, a little bit of time passes. Here's my point. Okay, you're concerned about it. You come to me, Ron. I'm struggling with the fact that you committed to six months. I'm concerned about it because I just don't see the I I don't see the the, the progress that we need here. And here's the key point too. research shows the following statement is one of the best ones you can use. And again, it goes back to what we were just talking about. Again, Ron, I'm struggling with the fact that I don't see the progress. Be honest with me. How do you see it? Yeah. And then just boom, a conversation ensues. You know, and, and, and inter- interestingly, it's it wasn't with an architect, although uh, a, a byproduct of the architect's work, of course. My wife and I completed a major, major kitchen slash house renovation about no, I don't know, seven eight months ago. And what was happening was that the general contractor was sitting us down every Monday and giving us the weekly plan, which was wonderful. Loved it. The problem was that only about 60% of that plan was getting completed each week. Long story short, we sat down with the contractor and, and I used this model with him and he would not deny he has a temper. And I was concerned about the conversation. I denied it. No one I was like, I don't know how this is going to go. Sat down with him and was like, listen, we're concerned about the fact that only about 60% of the plan is getting completed each week, Bill. Please be honest with us. How do you see this? Lance, as I sit here, we talked for an hour. Yeah. No voices got raised. Nobody was angry. And that has been my experience on a number of different occasions. It's a great way to start the conversation. And again, gently be honest with me. How do you see it? Yeah. And you know what I would layer on to, and this has been a uh, reoccurring theme for me in the past year is I, I am, I have email and text only go so far, even a phone call. And, I, yeah. and, and especially in a very highly contentious, sometimes environment of construction where we're risking our lives. We're battling the weather. There's a lot of money sure. involved. Sure. People, yeah, yeah. people make uh, mistakes, whether it's through accidents or not. There's a lot of information. It's a, it's a very difficult thing to be a builder is just getting face to face. 
because I uh, the the amount of people I've seen angry over email, uh, and and just word shouting in that way compared to then you go out and meet them in person and they're just they're just like there's no bark anymore. I mean, as soon as you're eye to eye with people, huge difference. Well, and I mean, see again, and it 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 goes to for me at least the relationships again, and if it's possible and appropriate. You know, and I mean, I, and I, you know, with, with the title of, of the show itself, you know, my, my Monday morning coffee inside the firm mm-hmm. is that, hey, can we sit down and have a cup of coffee and talk this through? Um, you know, I'm not here to rip your head off. I don't think you're here to rip mine off. Let's sit down. Let's have a cup of coffee. Let's talk this through. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. I just can't stress everything. You reflect everything you're saying. It's super important. Communication is everything. Yeah. Um, let's move on to just, uh, overall, again, back to the leadership position here of what do you, what tools do you give leaders to try to make consistently good decisions that would be in the best interest of their company? What's the rules of thumbs for that? Let's go back. See, again, everything ties together. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back to what we were talking about initially. Does the organization have a, a mission statement and or a culture statement. Yeah. Because if you don't, I mean, the, the, the question I always ask very, very simply, okay? Lance, you have a major decision to make within your organization. What's your guiding light? On what do you base your decision? And so many people are like, uh, well, it's, you know, what's best for the organization? Okay, how do you know what's best for the organization? And, and again, my point simply is that that needs to be the guiding light. And that's where everybody organizationally needs to be aware of that. And that helps everybody make that. It helps everybody understand the final decision that gets made. And it's not always going to go my way. Mm-hmm. And I need to understand that. It's like, Ron, I'm sorry. We're not going in that direction. And the reason is, based on our mission statement, we, you know, we don't have the funding for this right now. We, again, whatever it might be, as long as there's consistency yep. to the guiding light. Yep. Yep. What's your North Arrow, right? That's what I feel like a mission statement and principles do. Like these are our North Arrows. Yes, we can deviate by degrees, but we need to have a North Star, a North Arrow. And otherwise, how else do you even hold yourself accountable or like your team accountable if you got nothing to rest on, right? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and for me, it is that simple. Mm-hmm. It really, really is. A, oh, these are complicated decisions. Yeah, they probably are. And I understand that. Yeah. Except you've got a guiding light. And that's that has to be. You know, it doesn't have to be. It's a choice. The choice needs to be, if you want to do it well and, and, and again, have success, that needs to be consistent the guiding light i'm just repeating myself i I know yeah and we might repeat ourselves here with this next the way you're going to answer this next question (laughs) i I don't know but i have to ask it what what would you because i like to play devil's advocate and contrarian what what would you say to somebody who's listening to this and go but ron and lance i feel like if i come up with my principles write them down put them on the website the mission statement all of that stuff it's just going to be a it's constricting it's like too much of a system for me what, what's your, what do you tell people that kind of push back on it, that it might make it too rigid? 
my 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 answer simply is how is it rigid beautiful how 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 how, how is this rigid this is who who you are what you are this is what your company is all about to me it gives you all kinds of flexibility mm -hmm. it, and it gives it gives you the ability yeah we can go in this direction and and in addition i i, I liked what you said too i really did lance it's also not this is our direction yeah. We shall not deviate. No, yeah. no. Of course, there's going to be some flexibility within that. How much flexibility? That's going to be different for everybody. Except again, it's also not going to be, this is our North Star and now we're heading West. That's a problem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. I mean... It's funny that we're making these analogies because I was I uh, I'm also a professor at a couple universities. Well, a, a lecturer, I guess I can't say professor, but I teach at a couple universities. And one of my student, a group of my students, we were critiquing them, and that was this was the analogy we were making. Is I'm just trying to point you to the north star. I'm trying to point you towards that. It's okay to deviate in that sort of way. Ron, we're running up on the half hour here, and I've got two questions that I ask every guest as we kind of wrap things up. First one is. Knowing what you know now, and if you could go back in time to when you first started your business, what is one piece of advice you'd give your former self? Two, two pieces, if I may. Number mm -hmm. one, get to know yourself extraordinarily well. The better you know yourself, the more effectively you will work with other people. And I believe that with every fiber I have. Mm -hmm. Number two, the best piece of business advice I ever got was from an old boss of mine, and I'll keep it short because I know we're running out of time. He just said to me very simply, I was like, Joe, I don't feel like, I'm, like I'm, a, I'm a big enough resource for people within this organization. Long story short, Ron, start reading. Start reading. And you know, in the intro, you mentioned I'm a voracious reader. Yeah. I try to read 10 pages a day, five or six days a week. And in the last 20 years, I have read probably over 400 business books. And it just makes me a resource. Yeah. And that's, it's one of the great, it's the best piece of advice I ever got. Yeah. I love that. Ron, if people want to learn more about you, if they want to get in touch with your company, if they want to engage you, what, where can they find and follow you? Probably the best way to do it, Lance, simply is through LinkedIn. Okay. Uh, and it is, it's Ron Reich. R-E-I-C-H, name of my company, R-L-B, Training and Development. And please uh, feel free. I mean, and, and again, what we were talking about earlier, it is so important for me to people to understand that feel free to reach to me and all we're going to end up doing is talking. Yeah. We will chat. You're not going to get a business pitch. You're not going to get, oh, <clears throat> and, you know, if we can work together, wonderful. And if it's not a good match, or if I can just give you a couple of quick resources, I'll be glad to. Beautiful. I hope everybody does listen, uh, reach out to Ron on LinkedIn. I'm certainly going to do it as soon as I get off the horn with him. Ron, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for being a guest on the show. Thanks, Lance. My pleasure. I really enjoyed it. Happy holidays. Yeah. Merry Christmas.